Hey, welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. This is Brian Porter, your host. Um, this is your first time listening to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is a music podcast. I'm a musician. I interview other musicians in the music world. Said music too many times in that last sentence. It's all good. Um, we have fun on this podcast. We get deep sometimes on this podcast. Um, and the main name of the game is, you know, promoting other musicians, helping out my scene however I can. You know, I'm trying to build up that karma for when I release my own music, which I'm doing, you know. Because, like, I'm in a band, and I like talking to other people in bands to kind of figure out, you know, what it is that they're doing that's working. And, you know, what are their experiences so that I and my listeners can hopefully glean some, um, some insight from that and help us in our own, uh, you know, pursuits of passion. So, anyways, Arcadia Gray has a few new songs out. Go check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, wherever, you know. And get ready for a lot of silliness. This episode was silly. Um, whenever I talk to Arcadia Gray, we have a good old goofy ass time. Um, haven't seen them in person since we played Gray's basement in the Yester Times. Um, now they're out in Chicago. I played with them. They were in Indy, Indiana. I don't remember where in Indiana, but you know. But it sounds like they're doing well. I, I was happy to talk with them. And um, got to talk with them longer this time than the last time. It, it was really nice. I, I can't wait to see them in person again so we can hopefully rip a gig. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Hopefully you have as much fun listening as we did talking, which I doubt you will. But hopefully you can still have some fun. And share the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Invite the Neighbors Pod, on Twitter at ITN Pod. And um, I'm going to stop talking now. Here's the episode repressed it collectively oh my god it's craig hi. hi craig hey what up craig what up craig all right hold on me uh oh, man i'm balding bro oh, i call cooper and see where he is i was gonna say is is cooper in the home like what's what's his deal it'll, it'll, it'll automatically start recording um literally on jump on so you guys are in chicago though you said yeah yeah, yeah. why music <laughs> yeah. No nap and mod. <laughs> Coraline always blaming me for moving to Where Chicago. Where are you from? It wasn't just me. Oh, me? Good luck. Yeah, I'm from uh, like Taylor. Well, I live in Taylor, Michigan. I'm yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like Detroit area. But yeah, we played that. I I remember I met you guys at Pat's basement. We played that show. Yeah, in, in the Yester Times. Mod was not there in the Yester Times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You look different. You look unfamiliar. But she is I, um, still there. She was just somewhere else. She I thought we were OG cast members only. No, I'm joking. <laughs> what show are you talking about, though? We played like a I, tiny. It was a house show in like Ipsy. Um, yeah. And then we did at at um, Pat Pat's basement, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it got that, moved to like. The smallest basement basement I've ever been in, or played a yeah. show in. <laughs> it's a little the, small, but it was still it, still a hoot. I had a good time. There was no headroom. <laughs> no, no, like literally, room. that's a really that's a really good pun because there was literally not a lot of headroom, like for your heads. Because we not, couldn't turn yeah, up yeah. the amps very loud. It, it's yeah. funny. It's funny. Laugh. I think I had, <laughs> I think I had picks sitting on a dryer too. 
like guitar picks. I was like standing <laughs> yeah. next next to a washing machine. I actually think I put my pedal board on the dryer or like on something that wasn't the floor because there wasn't enough space for it to be on the floor. So I would like slap it with my hand. Oh yeah. I mean at this Tone point we secret. were you don't secrets. <laughs> You get more response. I find that I get more response out of my old blood noise black fountain delay if I push the button with my fingers <laughs> instead of my feet. <laughs> yeah, oh, guys- I, I mean, honestly, the Wampler pedals aren't as good now that they're using oak instead of ash. Um, <laughs> they just aren't as good. <laughs> I only want the finest tone wood in my pedals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if um, I saw a, a wooden pedal, that'd be kind of badass. Yo, they have that them. pedal have those a popular old... body? <laughs> I like those old, uh, aren't they like Mo- Moog pedals? Oh, yeah, 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 with like the wood grain. Yeah, like the wood things on the side. Like if you're like an old school, like analog head, you have to have it's like a status symbol to have they're one so of those cool, on your board. But they're so expensive. And they're so big, dude. They're like a studio toy. But they look so cool. So. They do look pretty dope. I mean, if you're like Radiohead or John Mayer or something, and you have a crew of roadies <laughs> that handle all your shit for you, it would be awesome to have that on stage. But uh, I guess at that point, you don't even have your pedals on stage anymore. You just have some crony in the back like pushing the buttons at the right times and shit. How much yeah. more money do we need to make as a band to just get a kid to like come on tour with us, and they have to press all the pedals for all three of our pedal boards throughout? Five the- there are literally dollars. bands where their guitar tech does that. It's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> that's shameful. I think that's shameful, personally. It's kind of badass, but also terrible. Yeah, there are I... also bands like Periphery where they play everything to a click, and their rig is just set up to switch all the tones automatically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like on this beat, it changes. <clears throat> Axe effects yeah. is wild, dude. Jimmy Eat World uses Axe effects. I found out. <laughs> like of all the bands that have Axe effects, I'm like Jimmy Eat World, dude. I guess they it's don't need like... that, right? <laughs> Jim Adkins like... like strikes me as the kind of guy that wouldn't like want to do that either. So that's interesting. Right. I've heard that it makes international touring like way easier though. So I kind of get it. I can't imagine yeah. trying to get a pedal board from here to a different country without at least something breaking. It's more the like that, but then even more so than that, it's like the cabs and the heads. Mm-hmm. They're so heavy, so they're expensive <sighs> to get on an airplane. Yeah, I feel like you know. <sighs> Yeah, you, especially in this type of these types of bands, like I, I feel like you just hit up the uh, the bands that you're going to be playing with over there, and you say like, "Hey, what gear do you have? Like, if we bring guitars and pedals, can we use your shit?" Essentially, yeah. I feel like that's probably a very common thing. That seems very like understandable. Yeah, bands like Metallica have a rig in every continent. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a rig in every continent, and they just bring it with them when they go there. That's fucking insane. I wish I had money for that. Right? Like Yeah, I mean imagine? our our set our set was good in Europe, but stuff just sounds better in South America. I think the cap yeah. wired differently or something. <laughs> well, things sound better in the southern hemisphere. It's like the way the sound waves move or something. 
It's like it's something to do with the moon or the ocean, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Everything is naturally tuned to A equals 432 in South America. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Look it up. How's our Cooper so, doing? Chilling and vibing. Oh, man. <laughs> vibrating. Vibing. He's got both of them down. Absolutely right. vibrating. Yeah. Very, very cold, and I can't sit still. Cold and I feel like we should all be playing video games right now. I've never had like this many people on a video in Discord without there being like. I have a video game minimized right now for this. This is the first podcast I think I've done for this band that I'm not playing a video game in a different like like on TV or on a different tab or something. Is it? It's very easy to just like play Tetris and hang out. Unless I'm just gonna play my new guitar. Listen along, but that was a stream. Well, I'm not recording the video, so you can do whatever you want. As long as you answer my questions. Or don't. Dude. This is all about this is all about how you guys respond to my questions rather than the questions themselves. Because it's like a podcast about the bands, not about me, dude. You know? You've heard us do podcasts before, right? <laughs> we were on a podcast with them. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Man. I mean, you know you know what's gonna happen, like yeah, you know what the deal is. I <laughs> fucking I am I'm Lucy Goosey. I was Lucy Goosey going into this one. I already oh, yeah. knew what it was gonna be. I knew I was probably gonna take some jabs at your guys at your guys' tone. I knew I was probably gonna bring up video games at some point. And um I'm just joking about the tone, by the way. I remember from playing with you guys that it was loud as fuck though. I will say that. Oh, uh, we only got louder. Yeah. It's nice to have a second because now I, I don't have to say. turn up loud anymore. <laughs> It's just as loud though. Yeah, I've gotten obnoxious too. At the beginning of the band, they kept telling me to turn up, and now I, I, I'm, I'm abusing it. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, the quieter I am, the less fuck ups everyone hears from me, and they, if they hear you fuck up, they'll know who to look at. That's all that matters. I, have, I there's so much more pressure on me now. Yeah. I don't have to sing though, so that takes a lot of the weight off. To be honest. It's yeah, not the eighties. People don't care about the lead guitar player anymore. That's a that's a myth. No, <laughs> they like don't. someone needs better riffs. I, oh yeah, dude. That's oh, actually a possibility. You, just gotta, you write them, dude. You have to hit you the write like ninety percent of the riffs. Like I, I'll put a four minute solo in the next song. Don't tempt me. I want I want more. Yeah, and then you'll play it live because I'm gonna be like, fuck that, <laughs> dude. Step up to the challenge. If if homie writes a four minute solo, you play that, or you find. I mean, if you don't want to play it, I'll give it to Nat. <laughs> It'll be a four minute bass solo. Is that what you want? Yeah, I'll take it. Not <laughs> need more bass parts. I think we have a good amount of bass parts on the new songs. To be, they they shred pretty hard. Actually, yeah, there are some moments where we do get to shine. <laughs> you say I... that like you're not allowed to play bass on some songs. Well, you know, we have we have a cast of probably fifteen rotating bass players. They each know one song. Uh, <laughs> the Arcadia Collective. It's my it's my brand. It's a collective of bass players. Oh, okay. So my brain song? is a. I'm a Kemper. I have a, my brain is a Kemper. Oh, I see. So this is kind of like a mental health condition that you're describing. <laughs> 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 I just scroll through which bass player I want to summon today. Own induced psychosis. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe. I... <laughs> What's up? How's it going? <laughs> so I, I have a legitimate question. 
All right. And this isn't don't take it the okay. wrong way because I it's a legitimate question. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys like to have fun. I like to have fun, too. And like your shows are fun and you guys can be goofy and shit. Like is what is your how do, what's your attitude towards like the music and like your content, the content of the music and the lyrics? Is there a contrast between that or is it is it more of like that? like fun centric type of thing or is it more of like a a serious side in the actual like songs it's kind of it's a it's a bit of a weird topic to tackle because i guess the core fundamental of arcadia gray is to take kind of lighthearted jabs and make jokes about harder things to deal with you know um because like we all have like mental health stuff and family stuff that we're like struggling with and um it's kind of a cathartic experience to kind of just like release that in a fun goofy way with friends at a show or at a in a mosh pit and stuff like that um so we write we try to write music that you can dance and jump around to because it kind of counterpoints the like really negative stuff we're saying yeah yeah um yeah and like the jokes that we put in there like especially i mean the newer stuff that we're putting out isn't as like joke or like reference heavy as like maybe our past stuff that'll change on the newer stuff that we're working on but um with like always raining like that whole thing is like riddled with like dumb inside references and like i call myself a beta fish like why because later in the song i talk about how i break everything and i'm fucking sad so it might be good to get a chuckle in before that yeah (laughs) i think it's like a a delicate balance that you have to strike though with that you know what i mean because it has to be like you you want to like you want to take the serious stuff seriously and also like joke about it like it's absolutely okay to do the things the way you guys do it and obviously people respond to it too but also like i'm sure that like I'm sure you guys are conscious of this too, and like that's what makes the music good. But like, just like having a sense of not taking the the silly aspects of it too far, as to where it like delegitimizes the the seriousness of what's being said. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. You never want to make it seem like like it's not really as much of an issue as it is, but yeah. don't want to like be too overbearing on the audience with it. Well, I mean, I think, like, Corey does a good job of, like, when she wrote Monster, like, I I find this interesting. The first, one of the first lines of Monster is, I cut myself to American football at night, which is, like, super sad, but also kind of funny, because you could look at it two ways. American football, the, the pastime sport that Americans love to watch, or the sad, depressing band, both are funny, which to cut yourself to. Um, but the oh, topic itself is really depressing, um, and so it's a it's a lighthearted way to like kind of look at like self harm, I guess. Yeah, and you know, I think it's absolutely like, I mean, just a comedy in general is is usually just uh, there's like that cliche like tragedy plus time equals comedy. You know, like if mm-hmm. if you come at things from the right perspective, and obviously, I don't think anyone would accuse you guys of like of of not taking the serious thing seriously. All, all I'm saying is like it's you have to like it. It is possible to go too far, and I feel like you have to like strike that delicate balance. But I think also like just being genuine about it is 
is yeah. enough to where you don't really have to try that hard. Like I'm sure that if you guys would if you guys are talking about serious stuff, the all in all likelihood is something that you've been through and you're not just like Yeah. Just like yeah. It, grasping at cliched straws just to throw in some tragedy that you haven't you know what I'm saying? Like that Yeah, they're not they're not stories like we wrote. Like these are things that have happened to us. Um Right. And like I think it's it like our lyrics and like the comedy and the the, the sad stuff like shine through our personalities. Like that's where it's coming from, our personalities, not necessarily like fiction. If that yeah. makes sense. No, um, definitely. Because our personalities do like shine through on these songs. And you can definitely tell like who wrote what through, you know. Uh never mind, I, I can't get the words out, but what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you can also tell who wrote what usually based on who is singing the words yeah i guess that usually helps well those, that <laughs> line that line is getting a little bit more blurred as time goes on as well yeah yeah i can I mean, see that where like, you guys are writing together for a while and then styles start to yeah. kind of blend together a little bit in like a good way as you develop the the overall sound of the band like you guys start to probably write instead of like an individual song like oh this is clearly this person now it's just like becoming maybe more of like an Arcadia Grey song because your guys' sound dare yeah. I say matures over time yeah, you know? yeah I mean like it, it's always fun to see that process happening like in real time when uh somebody has written a song and brings it to the rest of the band and we all start working on it and all of our different influences get pulled together uh, into an Arcadia Grey song. Yeah, I mean, like before it was just like a solo. Well, one of their songs, especially with like hours, always raining, like especially with that song. It's like I wrote that song. It sounded a lot way different than how it sounds on on K-Code. Um, like way different. Uh, most rewritten songs, I think. Second most rewritten song. Well, yeah. Well, and and then like when we played it, like Corey was like, "I don't want this on the record. Like it doesn't sound like." Like when we started writing it, she was like, "This is not gonna fit. Like we don't want this." Uh, and I don't know what changed, but it's on the record now, and it added sounds- like four different <laughs> sections to the song. <laughs> Like, it's better now. I mean, that song, honestly, like, I wrote that. The only thing that changed was, like, Corey came in and, like, added a part that actually didn't make it into the song and then added some lead parts. Like, we actually didn't rewrite that one very much. Do Um, you have any songs that, like, that you have recorded but kind of, like, fell out of love with that you don't play? Like, that you're like, ah, this one made it (laughs) to a record, but, like, we don't really want to play this. We don't play one last song anymore. Like we can't really play that song. We've, live. I mean, well, we can. Um, <laughs> but we've definitely fallen out of playing at least some of our like older catalog from when we started writing music. Yeah. Just, we've matured as musicians and have come to accept that the songwriting wasn't the strongest, and it's not as fun to play at a set as some of our mm. newer ones. Yeah. Um, also, when the recordings are bad, they're harder to learn. That's. Bad. I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Those recordings were I'm studio new, quality. And I can't fucking tell what's going on on any of the songs. Well, we have all the tracks, so if you if you want, okay, never mind. We'll talk about this. Please do not send me an isolated guitar <laughs> track from. Uh, or no, I'm actually going to send you sixteen. Actually, we quad really track. Don't. 
I, yeah. I really do not want any isolated guitar tracks. That's okay. But yeah, we we don't um we don't we don't play a lot of songs from our first EP and the first like split we did. Uh, the only song like we still play from anything before K Code was XJ9, and that's if Mod's not even there because she refuses to learn it. If you bullied me enough, I would learn it. Oh, we do. But we have a. I guess it's not. not a, you bully me. You just don't bully me enough. Listeners, um, uh, we, you, we have new songs that I think are better. If you're if you're listening, not just because I played on them, but I do think that they're better, and I would rather focus on those. Uh, and you want to hear XJ9 or anything off Orin High School Jewel Club? Go uh, bully at mod. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I don't, I don't know her full I app. Believe, but I can't believe she got that. You can that find app. it. You can find it. Go, go, bully her into listening and learning those songs. Ignore Nat, please. Don't harass people on the internet. You, you don't have to harass. Just bully. Nah, it's different. No, nah, I welcome it. It's, <laughs> it's at mod underscore ify. Get it? Because yeah. it's like modify. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Mod. Okay. One day right. you're gonna wake up. And you're just gonna hear in the background of our house this really slow version of XJ9 playing. <laughs> you're gonna walk out the door, and it's just gonna be scribbled all over the walls. XJ9, <laughs> XJ9. <laughs> listen, listen. I I'm gonna make a deal with people right now. You can bother me about learning XJ9, but you have to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything until you follow me on Twitter. Then we can talk. I follow you on Twitter. I actually like yeah, don't really yeah. want to play. I'm not talking about you, Cooper. I know. Yeah. I like XJ9, but it'd be cool to whip out Snowflake every once in a while is all I'm saying. Next time you know what? Next time we have to play for a whole hour, like I'd probably be down. Yeah. Thirty minutes. We got other stuff. Yeah, I mean if you gotta play for that's an true. hour, that's like Yeah. I don't even know we what we did I that recently. Uh we we played the entirety of Konami code. <laughs> we did um, <laughs> Except for one last song. Uh, and then we played... What did we do? It's Both lit. Brom and Wild Mutt. Yeah. And yeah. Shirts versus Skins, right? The new song. Skins. We did play Shirts versus Skins. I will yeah. say, these these new songs that we've recorded are probably our like strongest songwriting-wise. Like they're so much harder <laughs> to play, but like like they're more fun they're, to play. Yeah, but they bang They're the in. best produced, too. They sound yeah. really, really good. They sound really. They're and they're the most fun to play. Like hands down, like the most fun. Right now, I made a mistake when we wrote K Code, and I wrote like the easiest bass lines ever, and now I fucking hate playing that record. Well, dude, I've I've been telling telling this to my band even like I like we've been learning the record that I made before they even joined the band, and I told them like you know. I kind of wrote all the secondary stuff like in the studio, just kind of based on how I was feeling. I'm not, I like them, but I'm not married to them. Like you yeah. can do it differently. Like you guys, here's the bass part or here's the guitar part that I did. But like, I mean, do something like this, but fucking make it better. If you can, yeah. <laughs> if you can, I mean, that's kind of, but no, make it better. That's kind of what we told mod going into these songs. Cause Corey wrote yeah. like, the two song, two of the songs that we're releasing like by herself during the quarantine, and when we got together to write, Corey was like, "I don't care what you do, do, do what you want, <laughs> make it better." Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's really for me. It's like I'm the type where I am very much a stickler about like what goes on record because for me that's that's like 
more like the timeless thing. Like that's the thing that lasts. Yeah. And like I'm very mm-hmm. artisty about that shit. You know, like I want it a certain way and I want it perfect. But live, I like the idea of things being different show to show. And I, I like playing things I in agree. different orders and and saying it makes like, it right. an experience to go to the show rather than yeah. you could have just sat at home and right. listened to the record. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, the energy of a live show is completely different than, like, sitting alone by yourself listening to a song. And so sometimes it makes sense to change parts and things like that. Yeah. And, like, I know that with the Konami Code songs, especially, we have we have changed the way that we play those live, like, quite a bit compared to the yeah. recording at this point, I would say. Yeah, and a we lot of that is just because, like, eventually when you're practicing a lot you stop fucking listening to the record because you just know it yeah but then stuff changes because you're not listening to the album and then it starts to sound better that way yeah they get bored and you want to do something different (laughs) yeah we'll like stop playing certain parts and we definitely cut down the songs lengthwise like at least three of the songs that we play live off that record are like like 30 to 40 seconds shorter because we just cut some measures out that weren't were were unnecessary and that's like what like i wish we had played k code live a lot more before we recorded it because like we wrote that record pretty much in a week and recorded it and never played it live aside from like two Uh, songs yeah and so like i'm hoping that like and like same with these new songs we're releasing like we we didn't play them live before but i think like having like a year to really listen to all of them like helped help like bring them together but i'm hoping with like maybe this new record we're working on that we get to play a little couple of them live before we uh before we go into the stew yeah you know i I think too there's like a lot of there's a lot of different approaches too like i like for the record i just like i made that we're putting out in a little bit like i didn't do like pre-production really other than like if you could if you consider like different drafts of a song on like iphone memos production like changing songs that way but like for this next one i really want to do like like actual demos and then like change the songs and like actually Mm -hmm. play them live because i didn't even have a band when i was writing it you know now i have a band we can play shit live before we go record it type of thing and you know, we're not big enough to where it's going to matter if people like take a video. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. like songs aren't getting leaked. You know what I mean? It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. You can play shit live. But and are you honestly, guys, are you guys. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't mind like, like Mom Jeans just released a new song and um, it's pretty good, I guess. But like I was looking on their YouTube and they have some leaked songs live that I'm sure like will sound better recorded and are different now like i don't mind if someone were to record us play like one of our songs like it's going to be different no matter what you know if it's unreleased yeah especially uh, sorry to cut you off this especially since uh somebody else wrote the drum parts and that somebody else is so much better at drums than me that i physically can't play the same parts (laughs) exactly the same way that they were played in the recordings so terrifyingly powerful. Dylan's a beast. It's a friend of <laughs> ours who helped us record the songs while Koopy was in quarantine. That's right. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> now, are you guys working on like a full length, or do you not know yet? Maybe. Uh, maybe. It's I mean, kind of. Like... We have the songs <laughs> for it. It's just a matter of like hitting the studio and 
whether so we want to make a record a money yeah that would be cool we'd make we we'd definitely give us a bunch of money we'll make a record. yeah we'll say this much we're we're gonna keep recording music and we have plans to keep writing music as well so so you guys are a fully functioning yeah. band then barely yeah. barely yeah. but yeah do, technically. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I like the, I like the technical definition, yeah. sure, but working goal, definition maybe not okay. so much. Yeah. <laughs> the goal would be to like record another LP, I guess. It's just like when, <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. Um, why, will, yeah, why, yeah, um, yeah. Who's, but, you know, <laughs> something cool will happen, and uh, it will happen when it happens. Anyways, guys, we've got sixteen singles coming out in the next sixteen days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the best promo of all time. We might we're gonna flood the airwaves, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a terrible release plan. <laughs> Dude, yeah, really well, I is. wish we could say something more solid right now, but we're just not really in the position to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we have a lot, lawyers, a lot of legal mumbo are... jumbo. Yeah. yeah. We, we, already are have, really... we already got sued so much for K Code. I don't know if we can take another one. Yeah. <laughs> This new record is called Please Don't Sue Us Nintendo. Uh, and then all the songs have uh, like two minute to three minute clips, uh, audio clips from their songs or yeah. from their uh, their video games. There's and also a B-side, there's a B-side bonus track of just uh, me ranting about how much I don't like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. We may not have uh, a record coming out anytime soon uh, or now, but we do have three songs uh, or yeah, that we're releasing and have released at least one. So that's cool. Yeah. So you guys have like uh, an Arcadia great new song out. Wish people could hear the fucking point snap. (laughs) Thank you for not calling us gay. Finger guns. But yeah, what's what's that all about? So you guys are making music and shit, or what, dude? I guess so. I <laughs> yeah. think so. Hey, you guys asked me to come on the podcast, all right? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just wrote. You guys got gotta really, give me something to work with here. We got really well, sad, and we thought, man, what if we wrote some songs about being sad? And then we did, oh, and I got I, dumped. That's gonna break some ground. Mm-hmm. I did. I did drop in there about how out of my league I uh, I am with these recordings, but so yeah, yeah, there's some music knowledge. Sometimes you're not as good as the guy who records your music for you. That's uh, a, yeah, that that's, sometimes, that's what Millie Vanilli said too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a rumor that like it's, it's probably more than a rumor, but like. Early Blink One Eighty Two, like Tom DeLonge was like struggling to play his guitar parts, and the I can't remember what the guy's fucking name is, but the producer was just like playing a lot. Gary Finn, yeah, Finn, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Finn played a lot of the songs on Enema of the State. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, people also speculate that uh, all of the songs that Mark wrote on Neighborhoods that Mark just played the guitar. Uh, because it doesn't sound like Tom's guitar playing at all, and they recorded all the songs remotely from each other, and so it's very possible that it's just like a strictly like Mark and and Tom record with Travis drumming all over it. Yeah, I actually saw those guys at Riot Fest. It was like a 
Me too. Pocket it list was, thing I didn't know I needed. It was pretty fucking. It was pretty fucking good. Dude, I just <laughs> I stared, I stared at Travis the whole better time. Better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I saw them play with uh, Data. Remember a couple years ago. I was I was at that one too. That's kind of yeah. when I lost my interest in them because I heard Mark sing and I was like, man, just not as good as the record, huh? <laughs> Man's and Matt, like, proud. what 30 40 years and Matt Skiba was like playing also there were like definitely moments where it's like Mark is not playing bass right now like th- these are tracks <laughs> dude come on it's, it's also all like notes so like when you go back and you watch like old videos of Blink-182 playing even though they're not necessarily like the best technically, they are playing incredibly fast and energetically and they are having the best time ever. And it just like translates really well. Yeah. Um, and now they play all their songs to a click track because they have all these like layered keyboards and synthesizers and most likely other guitar and bass tracks yeah. uh, that are in there as well. And I don't know why they don't just like, just like punch them up a couple clicks. Make it like feel like a live show. It's weird when you play at the same speed as the album. Like it feels. Nah, I don't know. Like, They're kind of outdated. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of lost their big shows. Hey, at least they're I'm... still living the dream, dude. Yeah. Kind of. True. I mean, they're right, they're, they're pop song with John Feldman. They're good. Like you know, if they want to keep playing, keep playing. But like, who was I talking to? Was it Madison from World's Greatest Dad? Like came up to us after a show in Atlanta. We were talking about Blink One Eighty Two, and they were like, "They just need to stop like making new music. Like they're not bringing anything else to the genre." And that's like the problem with a lot of these like older bands is like they're continuing to make music and make money, but they're not bringing anything new. You know, well, not, I will argue that some newer bands are not bringing anything. Oh, new. I mean, same too, and and that's a, you know, there are a lot of newer bands that aren't bringing anything, and we're new. making so much money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. When you get that big, like, do you, why? <laughs> why do you keep going? I guess you gotta uh, make a side project, game, bro. Yeah, Just Mark, Mark wants to write the perfect pop song, probably <laughs> with John Feldman. Yeah, and he just has to keep his reputation up to get better features. He's also got to pay for all that chemo. Ooh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> he is cancer-free, though. He is, is cancer-free now. Yeah, yeah. or at oh, least as yeah, of like dude. a week ago. Yeah, it's good fuck news. Yeah. It's good news. That was a low shot. As of, like, as of like Thursday, he's cancer-free. That's, I'm okay, sorry, that Mark. I'm really happy. I didn't My know hot take... Okay, my hot... This is the last thing that I'll say about Big Ready 2. My hot take you. is that... Yeah. <laughs> My hot take is that I think that when they get like the most experimental and weird, that they actually sound their best, and that if they yeah. stop trying to Self-titled. write pop, yeah, exactly. And there's even songs on like California Deluxe and also Nine that like kind of edge in that direction. That I think yeah. that they should have leaned harder into like the weirdness and like the experimental aesthetic of it because they're I think they're better at it than I think they are, and they kind of ruin it when they try to play it safe. And that yeah. people would find that far more interesting than what they're doing right now is they just like they were... became one of those bands that puts like a million pedals on the bass. Yeah, a weird noise. I mean, yeah. there were moments on Nine in California where it's like, oh, is this song going where I think it's going? Oh my god, this is gonna be so cool. This is gonna. Oh, oh, they did the chorus again. Oh man, <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I'm like, oh, like, there were some cool ideas, and, like, if they just kept expanding on those, I think those records would have been good, but they just played it really safe. Anyway, enough Blink-182. How's it going, guys? Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just think that, like, bands like that, or just, bands in general where you need to commit one way or the other. Like, I do agree that, like, don't keep making the same records over and over just because you're going to make it a little bit of money on the sale. Like, yeah. If yeah. you're doing it for money, just fucking tour, dude. Like, I'll go see That's you. What play all the yeah, I'll buy your merch. Yeah, I'll buy yeah, a wall yeah. flag. Just do, just do more merch. I mean, that's where a lot of the money comes from anyway. For I mean, yeah. Weezer kind of does both. I don't know why I'm bringing up Weezer, but like Weezer did. Um, because they're you know, also they, writing new albums that they shouldn't be. Yeah, they're doing hey, that, but they're also the like the last two were good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to say is like they they'll they'll write like really safe albums like Pacific Daydream, and then they'll write something like OK Human, which is you know still up their alley, but like something different and and a little unique, and like bring something new to the band. And like Van Weezer played it a little safe, but there were some good songs on there that Van I, Weezer's got some heaters for sure. I listened to it like twice and put it down, you know, but. Okay, humans still in rotation for me. They really called it the one where they um, human. <laughs> that's what about yeah. okay human. I can't believe that they named it okay human. It's like such yeah, a no, right? like okay computer <laughs> rip, but yeah, Rivers was trying to be. You funny. don't get to sit at the table with Radiohead in my in my. I world. really, I agree with that. I I disagree. Weezer's okay. awesome. It's all good. <laughs> Weezer's awesome rock. for sure. Weezer's Weezer fucking awesome, awesome at their thing. Yeah, you know. It radio Radiohead does a, a completely different thing. Well, and I yeah, think that's that album. Think... Oh, sorry. The album name like misleads you too. Like, I, you know, they released all my favorite songs, it and I was sound like, like Radiohead. It doesn't yeah, it's like, it, and that thing is like, either. I was like, I thought they were gonna go more of a Radiohead route, and there are moments where it's like you can see like maybe influence or like ideas, but like the record's still very much Weezer with strings. Strings yeah, are. It's... It's more serious than their music has been in a long time, but it's not serious in the same way that Radiohead is. Screens! Everybody's yeah. watching screens. Radiohead definitely... <laughs> Everyone stares at the screens! That song is so funny. <laughs> Come on, he gets dude. So, we know he you're... gets so, like... His, he goes, like, full-on Broadway bravado on that yeah. song. It's got, like, really choppy keys. It's so it's fucking so stupid. cheesy. That's and probably stupid. the worst song on the record. And it's probably, it's probably because, like, he came home from work one day, and, like, his kid was playing Fortnite, and his wife was, like, reading in the Kindle. <laughs> and, like, he just wanted to, like, hang out, but, like, everybody was no. just doing their own thing, you know? So he wrote that song alone in his room. Kids oh. playing Fortnite is... I I feel like it's it's probably TikTok more it's than probably, Fortnite. I'm sure that Rivers yeah. likes Fortnite because Weezer yeah. Weezer was in Fortnite for a minute. Yeah, didn't they do a Fortnite event or something? Wait, we they, yeah, yeah, Weezer has been gamers there was a Weezer for a long Island time. Fortnite. But I was more. It wasn't Weezer, about Fortnite. Okay, it wasn't about the game Fortnite. No. It was just a, a reference to be like his kid was distracted with yeah, fun games. TikTok. But did did you know that a couple <laughs> years ago? Weezer and Green Day both showed up to E3. That was a no crazy way. E3. That was great. Oh, I to touch on something from like a, a couple minutes ago though. Have you seen the video of Weezer covering Paranoid Android? Yeah, yeah. pretty good. 
Like, it, it was really good. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong showing from Weezer. <laughs> Didn't they also do a Lil Wayne like song too? They do. Them? They have a song called "Can't Stop Partying" Stop with Party. Lil Wayne. It's, it's like the yeah, but most have you, bad thing of all time, dude. The acoustic version is like soul-crushingly sad though, because it makes it yeah. seem like it's like uh, a song about addiction. Yeah, Weezer has made but, uh, such a serious transition from being an indie kid band to an indie dad band, and I think that's a powerful move. They're a great. It seems band, like natural dude. progression, right? I mean, well, yeah, all the indie kids yeah. are just getting older. They're like Cliff Diver, but yeah. Weezer. It's just so like, annoying that they I'm, stole the name. They didn't steal the name OK Human, but it's no, a it, cool name. I wish so- they would have just not done it and let a band that actually had some sort of reference to make to OK Computer musically and to like let the, someone else think of that. I don't know. Like They but thought they, of it. I, that's they cool. had so much more money to make, you know? Look, so they like, stole that name from us. We were going to name our next record OK Human. I We've got a like, whole Radiohead route, and we're just pissed, okay? No, I we feel were like gonna... it's almost better that it doesn't have anything to do with Radiohead because... If it was meant to sound like Radiohead and they named it that, then it would like have this impossible expectation to live up to. And so I think that almost fair better is like just a pun. I don't Tune know. In. I don't know if I completely agree with that, just because of it being in context with the uh, with the rest of the albums that Weezer had been putting out recently, and just like the di- discography in general that. If they named an album "Okay Human" and actually took, you know, tried to go with some kind of Radiohead reference in their songwriting, that wh- whether it was like done well or not, I think people would still be like, "Okay, I get it." I see. Yeah, that. or not even like Radiohead references necessarily, but just like more experimental or something yeah. different, like something because "Okay Computer." <laughs> came out and it was like a massive <laughs> step forward in Radiohead's like everything Every, yeah. like mm-hmm. all their songwriting their like studio style like everything just took a massive leap forward and it sounds like Weezer didn't necessarily do that so it kind of seems but that, like that's what I that. mean right like I don't think that the record is meant to invoke any kind of feelings about Radiohead yeah. and yeah. that if it was then like <laughs> but, like I, I just I there's no way that even if they did like try to make something that sounded like Radiohead, you can't because Radiohead's so like out there and weird in their own thing. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> we did. It would, it. Just, it would like fall short of of <laughs> of like matching that energy, or it would just feel like a shameless clone. And so I feel like, yeah, I do feel like it was probably stupid to call it okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like if anybody <laughs> but, knows okay, I, I, computer I, yeah. is immediately gonna think of it. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Unless you're dumb and don't listen to music. Tune into this episode where we debate the t- album title OK Human for two hours. <laughs> no, there's there's no debate. I don't know that, why though. y'all are complaining. I'm having my a my stance is how <laughs> yeah. dare they <laughs> stop having we- fun, Weezer. Stop it. Yeah. Weezer and Blink One Eighty Two are two of the bands that I could talk about for literally like days and never run out. Of I guess to say so. Yeah, same. The natural, <laughs> natural progression here is to bring up Green Day because that just seems like That's I right. can't stand Green Day. They were anymore. at E three too. They were. All they were. I can't they listen were. to Green Day without rolling my long. eyes anymore. And I, I blame seeing. Yeah, but have lives. you heard Boulevard of Broken Dreams? <laughs> 
I can't even listen to that record. Like that I've record, seen you like about Twenty One Guns. Like I pass <laughs> out when I listen to that record, bro. American uh, idiot. Twenty One Guns. You know the most like patriotic. I was at a Boy Scout event, um, uh, like a couple years ago, back in 2014, where like 40,000 Boy Scouts from all around the country like came, and um, we were at this like giant like amphitheater, and all of them were like waiting, and they were playing music, and like everybody knew 21 Guns. No, and it was like the most like patriotic like moment at the whole event because everyone oh, was like being like. Like imagine hearing forty thousand like prepubescent <laughs> teens screaming one twenty one guys. I don't want to imagine it with dude. their like American flags on their shoulder. And then Steve Jobs comes or not Steve Jobs, uh, the Dirty Jobs, the Dirty Jobs guy comes out and gives a speech. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. And then and then and then after that, three doors down. Dude, what the fuck? The Boy Scouts know how to get down. They have micro and three doors down. Oh, yeah. And three doors down the whole time between every song would be like, God bless America. And they weren't the first pick, by the way. Carly Rae Jepsen was supposed to open, but this was during or was supposed to play. But this was during the time when Boy Scouts wouldn't allow gay uh, scouts in like to get their eagles. So Carly Rae Jepsen like dropped out of protest. Wait, wait. They let okay, so they let gay scouts be scouts, but they didn't let them get their eagles. No, no. So there was like a whole, this is a whole thing, but like uh, there was a an a scout who was getting their eagle scout, and then to- told everybody that he was gay, and they took it uh, away from him. What the? F- yeah. Also, no, no, no one, no one, and I mean no one loves Carly Rae Jepsen more than gay men. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a yeah. bad move overall. So anyway, Carly Rae Jepsen dropped, and I got to see Three Doors Down as my first show ever. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. They famously went on to play the Trump inauguration. Yep. Hey, really? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I, I, it was like it was going on in my head as to why they didn't also drop, or they just said no. But I guess if they did that too, it Obama was supposed to give a character, huh? <laughs> He didn't. He dropped. Obama. I, I like that Obama dropped in their first option was we got to get the dirty jobs guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dirty I job think. trying to fill in for Obama. Like that yeah. would be kind of a dirty job in itself. <laughs> Obama like, did oh, some dirty okay. jobs. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that I did Boy Scouts, but I also hate that I did Boy Scouts. Every story, no. you know, you have some good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope yeah. you made it out like emotionally unscathed. Nope. Boy Scouts has a has a reputation. You know? yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> oh, good. I was a Cub Scout. I didn't go further than that because uh, so you're lucky. Do uh, I, I, I quit in like fourth grade. I think like, this shit sucks. Yeah, yeah, I did some Boy Scout stuff and then I left and I went back to high school and then I had some friends who were in Scouts, so I tried it again and then I didn't you like it. You say it so like I you left. dropped out of high school to join the Scouts and then went back. Wait, did I say? Uh, <laughs> no, then I went to high school after. I was in Cub Scout. The timeline, you know what? Doesn't matter. But it all culminated in another story about the song 21 Guns where I went to oh, orchestra God. class instead, and our teacher 
made and then gave us all sheet music for an orchestra <laughs> to play a rendition of 21 Guns. <laughs> and we played that to a full auditorium of people as... We're 40,000 of them singing sixth along? Grader. We were sixth graders. Oh, man. It really it really adds to the cringe <laughs> when you say that your teacher wrote it. Yeah. Oh, oh, our teacher wrote a lot of music for us to play. A lot. Was that? Uh, who was it? What was that? It's like who is your Frizzy or something? Oh, Frizzy? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crakey? Was he? No, that was, no, that was high school. That was a band. Yeah. It don't matter. Fuck, fuck, fuck the Carmel band program. The Carmel uh, orchestra program at the high school was really good, uh, but at that middle at that middle school, uh, not very much. Our 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 high school that Corey Cooper and I went to has like a nationally award winning like marching band and concert band. Uh, to the point where, like, the professors are so, or the teachers are so pretentious about what they do and how the students perform that, like, 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 I don't know. It was just a toxic environment. And the teachers, oh, like, no. oh, man. They would, like, after their performances, would, like, go out to drink and celebrate their wins at the bar, at the restaurant I used to work at at Woody's. It's, a, be- it's a little culty. It's really culty. Well, well, the thing is, I I kind of feel like most of the performing arts at at our school ended up having like their own versions of that. It's it's just that the band happened to have like the biggest ego for it, in my opinion. And and was financially backed the most. (laughs) Yeah, it it was like our sports teams and then our band. Uh, Actually, I remember I was at my school too. Like the football team was really good, and then the marching yeah. band was really fucking good. But I remember, like, I was in concert band, but not in marching band. So I would like hang out with the marching band kids, and they were my friends. Yeah. And I was just like shocked at some of the things I would witness in just like I was like in ninth grade, and just like coeds like just changing together in like the the instrument room, like it was nothing. And I was like, oh. I mean, not that I thought anything bad of it. I was just like, they fucking get down. Like, there's a lot of just a lot of sexual energy that you would not expect there to be in like a room full of like band geeks. But that, like, what do you mean? There's an entire horn section. You expect them to not be horny? Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Hey. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Everyone says that. Everyone says that about their marching band program, and I believe that my marching band program celibate as fuck. It was dry as hell. Absolutely no bitches. Zero play. Mud's still a virgin. Zero play. <laughs> it was like I like every everyone always talks about how horny their marching band experience was. I do not. I do not relate. And from what I remember, neither do most of my friends. <laughs> we did not have a very uh, wet marching band. You should have transferred schools. Yeah. I just well, want to do what is your. Uh, what is your hometown known for again, Mon? <laughs> oh, it's funny you should ask. It has the most churches per capita in the United States. Oh, where's that? Wheaton, Wheaton? Illinois. Wheaton. Wheaton. Wheaton, Illinois. Yeah, that, that sounds Queefin, like Queefin, Illinois. Churches, Queefin, Illinois. <laughs> That's what's Very up. Good. Not like in the band a, program, apparently. A quick, uh, nope. a quick dramatic reading um, from the <laughs> Book of Green Day. This is the first verse to 21 Guns. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Do you know what's worth fighting for when it's not worth dying for? Does it take your breath away and you feel yourself suffocating? Does the pain weigh out the pride and you look for a place to hide? Did someone break your heart inside? You're in ruins. And then, of course, the chorus. But I just want to encourage everyone to go online and read the rest of those lyrics and also read the lyrics to that album. And so I what's mean, funny about that? Not a dry like, eye in the house. <laughs> no, I feel like I, I loved probably, the album when I was like nine. So I can't be mad. When I was in, <laughs> I when I was like in middle school, I joined a club called I Write and it was for writers. And I feel like we probably all wrote some version of that at one point. <laughs> Just like on our own volition. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, but as you, the fact that like it, a forty-five-year-old guy is writing it is what makes it hilarious. I think. Yeah. As important <laughs> as the lyrics to Twenty One Guns are, I really need everyone to listen to the guitar solo because it's the same melody as the Full House theme song. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Uh, so that's like what's the, worth it's fighting pretty, for. It's, it's like the it's OK Human cool. thing. Yeah, I think Weezer I'm just gonna give more album. credit to oh, Weezer for OK Human than that. Do you guys Weezer remember Flipnote? Get a pass there. Flipnote, like, uh, no, no, like on the DS. DSi? DSi, yeah, on the yeah. DSi. Uh, I remember distinctly watching many Flipnote videos that used either uh, Lincoln Parks. Oh my God, what's that one? Uh, many Lincoln Park songs. What? Yeah, Zombie. Numb numb or uh and they'd be like stick fights with numb or boulevard of broken dreams which would be like really sad like i remember finding many flip notes where it'd be like people like like stick note figures perfectly drawn walking alone and like crying in the rain i've seen more sonic fan fiction amvs to boulevard of broken dreams than i think i've ever wanted to and i think want i'd put it like three i could tolerate like I there's really some demand in the market for that. Yeah, it's a little bit. <laughs> Just of a little bit. It's a very <laughs> niche mean, demand, but it I'm it is. I'm gonna admit something really embarrassing, which is that I got a lot of my music taste from watching Beyblade AMV. Yeah, which is where people people recut the Beyblade fights and then yeah. they put like pop punk songs over it, and, like Rise Against, uh, or like Linkin Park. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So I actually, I know a Hoobastank song that is not the reason because of that. Dude, Dude Hoobastank was my now first I can't concert. remember what it's called. For saw, <laughs> really? <laughs> I saw Hoobastank open for Velvet Revolver at the Palace of Auburn. No way! That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Dude, I was That's in... That's like Corey Taylor, right? And, and... Or no. No, that was uh, the Guns N' Roses guys with Scott Weiland. Yes. From Stone Temple yes. Pilots. Yeah, yeah, Corey like, Taylor auditioned to be in it after uh, Scott Weiland died. Oh, like, okay. This doesn't work. Yeah, this was like <laughs> they were touring for their first record when I saw them. Like I was, I was little. My parents took me. And like, Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> I think they're in the kitchen. I'm getting food, bro. <laughs> Turn your mic off. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so much rustling going on, dude. Oh wait, sorry. What's that? Sorry, listeners at home. <laughs> this is no! us putting you in the bag, listeners. You're in the bag now. I'm in the bag. We love you. Yeah. Welcome to Before the I bag. I took some of your dad's edibles. Okay. When are you well, guys my edibles Michigan, now? You know? Yo, what? Um... What's that? You guys know when you're coming back to Michigan? Oh, I know when you're coming. You're coming in November. Yeah, playing with the sanctuary. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I might be playing that show. Uh like oh. I've been like Easy Beach, they're my friends and uh I've been oh, talking yeah. about like joining and playing some guitar with them. So I might oh, actually hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let me chill. Do you record right. a third episode? <laughs> yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Doing it live. But yeah, I was actually like uh, with our band, like this is just a little inside baseball. I don't know how interesting it is for listeners to hear this type of thing, but like with with In a Daydream, my band, like our records coming out in December and like we're going to start playing a lot. So like you guys are one of the bands that we're going to start hitting up to like come down, come out your guys' way. And oh, Chicago. Oh yeah. Play some gigs. Yeah, Chicago's like on the short list of places I want to hit up like early 2022. Like I'm trying What is to- the best city to uh live and go to? So It's weird to kind of like have cuz I we've li- we moved here in January. Um yeah. but there weren't shows going on cuz we were still in the middle of a pandemic. So it's weird to kind of know the area but not know any of the DIY spots cuz yeah. I I guess accustomed to living in Indiana for a long time. Yeah. And played a bunch of shows at a lot of these different places, and I went to a lot of shows at different places. So it's weird um, to be like, oh, oh, this venue. Oh, is it a big place or is it some guy's house f- five right. hours away? Right. That's and the, it's just changed so much too. Yeah. Like because of the. I mean, I've lived here off and on for three years because of school. And like a lot of the venues, I mean, same with mod, right? Like you've, you know, like the yeah, landscapes I'm, changed a lot, and a lot of the bands have yeah. changed. And even in Indiana, like when people hit us up, like, do you guys know anywhere? I'm like, I can name like two venues that might still be booking. You know. Yeah, all the DIY spots here, like like the houses and stuff, like none of them really exist anymore because a lot of those yeah. people moved during the pandemic, and like it didn't really say anything because <laughs> like there weren't shows. So this is our call to action for people living in Chicago who own a house or are renting a house that we can play shows at. Or have just found a house. That or have just okay. found a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we did that and the cops shut us down. So That's true. Uh, but we were, yeah, we were well, in a garage. Okay. So I would be much neighbors. more down for yeah. like a basement. Also, tell your neighbors if you're going to put a show on. It's very tell so your neighbors and close that's the garage this, door. Yeah, that's why the podcast is called "Invite don't, the Neighbors," dude. So they you don't yeah, yeah. just don't have it in your garage. Just don't have it in your garage. You know, actually, don't have a sixteen-year-old host your show. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, it's like where's your parents? Yeah, I would immediately leave, dude. And they I were the ones say. that told the cop to suck their dick. So yeah, they did tell. Hey, that's yeah. not something you do. I mean, like. <laughs> Like That's fuck cops, I mean. but like when you're doing something yeah. partially illegal, don't tell them this. In the moment, yeah. it and was representing a bunch of people who don't want to deal with bullshit. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's not smart. That's a 16 year old move. I'm sure. partly to blame. Yeah. I, I manifested it. I manifested the cops would come up. It's my fault. Matt just we, kept talking about it. We kept I telling that they were wrong, and I was wearing. <laughs> A very anti-cop T-shirt at the time. <laughs> I got really scared at that moment. Y'all like, ditched I, me. I, Y'all just I, left. I love that we. But Corey I grabbed my arm about this and before. Was like, if, yeah, if you if you see the cops, the answer is to leave. It is not to stand there and be like, I guess I'll talk to them. He looked me directly in the eyes. Everybody, Wrong, okay. I just didn't. I just so didn't want to leave away. my shit. Yeah, that's, that's all valid though. Mod, you stayed, right? Yeah. 
Bright mm-hmm. guy, what's the stance? The cops pull up to the gig. Uh, a kid shouts, suck my dick. Uh, what do you do? I go, I don't know anybody here. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> everything you do, officer. You're a, you're a staple in the community. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like I was gonna uh, apologize to him, but he, he hey, was so hey, just because the kid suck, said you don't have to suck, suck my dick. dick. I'll suck your dick off. Suck off. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of unrelated, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. Um, but after we got back to the place, um there was just a bag of drugs that the cops didn't take. I was just sitting <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Wait, I didn't yeah. see that. I still have that. Chicago's finest, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was like, and there were brownies too. I, I be, there was like a huge bag of brownies that I don't know if they were edibles or not, but there was drugs there that I I, I confiscated. I'm a terrible. Matt, producer. no. Wow. You well, can't. The, the, look, the kid. The, cops the kid came back. Was like, does anybody know where my bag of weed is? I like ditched it here. Uh, and I was like, yeah. I don't know. And then five minutes later, somebody oh. came up and was like, we found this bag of weed. And I was like, well, I guess it's mine now. <laughs> no, now, wow. what you said to them, what you said to them was, are you guys 21? And they both said no. And you went, oh, I'll, I'll take that. And then you just yeah. kind of swiped it. <laughs> wow, dude. That's and they were like, what the movie. fuck? Are you a narc? <laughs> No, I was worried about them like driving in Chicago after like just getting busted by a cop and like having like oh, drugs so it was in, it was, that was not how it came off polite. at all. It was not how it came <laughs> off. It was not how it came off. But like I explained to them afterwards that I was like, I am worried about you guys. Trust me, I'm trying to be responsible. Right, Jesus. Anyway, if anybody oh. wants that bag of weed, hit me up. All right. Well, you still have it. Yeah, how long ago was it? Like two months ago. <laughs> fucking light that shit up, dude. I like that smoking bug, and I was like, what if, but what if the kid comes back for it? Yeah, Y'all remember the dude with the milk, dude? Yeah, the milk. Somebody brought milk to the gig. Somebody dude, brought milk. Really? Yeah, 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 someone just got a pulled up with milk. that. Yeah, and my fucking <laughs> half partner, my partner was like there. Half gallon, and- baby. Dude, I'd, like be, my, I'd be friends with that person immediately. Bro, they, they left the milk there, too. Like, when the cops came, like, they had it hanging up on, like, the tool, like, rack. So it was, like, right next to, like, a pitchfork and a shovel. And, like, my partner was, like, taking photos with it because they thought it was so funny that someone brought, like, a gallon of milk. Or, like, a half gallon of milk. And the no, best part was funny. they brought it. So they, like, took it. And they after the cops left, they took it home with them, my partner. And their friend, and they were like just taking pictures of it, and they opened it up, and it went rancid. Like in the time that they bought the milk and brought it. Oh, yeah, it it smelled yeah, nasty, you know, dude. They were like hurling, funny. and they were like, "You have to smell this. You have to smell the milk." And I was just like, "No, dude, you guys are vomiting from smelling the milk. Why would I do that to myself?" Yeah, that's fucking. That's such a like. That reminds me of the type of shit like. Be, like when I played hockey and like being on the bus ride home from games and shit and like pulling each other's like uh, knee pads out of bags and trying to get each other to smell it and shit. Like that's such yeah, a, like kids, a high school boy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but that gallon of that half gallon of milk, uh, <laughs> our friend Shayla, like, emptied it out and cleaned it and has it hanging from their ceiling fan at their house. <laughs> Wait, so someone brought milk and didn't drink it? They drank some of it. They, they like they were drinking it through the it. whole gig. Like this dude was just carrying it around like the whole gig. I'm like, you and it was like, you gotta be to do that. 
It was like 90 degrees out. Like it was not a good day to drink milk. <laughs> not a good day for milk. One milk of the was a bad choice. Pour, one of the performers did pour it on their head, so that was badass. I guess. That's pretty dope. But it's yeah. milk. Yeah, so. it's milk. That it's dude. Milk. It'd be a I, great I time to meet. bring back the dot milk campaign though. Yeah, where was this at? Uh, a garage. Miscellaneous house in Chicago. Okay. All right. If anyone listening to this can somehow trace that milk back to somebody and put them in contact with me, like I will do an hour with that person. <laughs> on, on oh, I there's pictures, there's videos. videos. We can we can find this motherfucker for sure. I need to talk to this person. Like I'll do. Uh, they were taking photos for one of the bands. Yeah. They really? Had DSLR. Yeah. yeah. I'm dead so. fucking serious. I want to talk to the milk person. <laughs> Like that's so funny. You have to be so confident to bring a half gallon of milk to the gig, dude. Yeah, and just be so sipping weird. on it. I think it was like, fucking hot out too. It was this was like end of July, beginning of August. Like it, it was. was you have to be like a serial killer, dude. It was the yeah. worst time to drink milk. So and instead like, of us doing like a monster warp tour, you think we could talk to Prairie Farms? Maybe. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but we have like gallons of milk. <laughs> we have gallons of milk that are actually filled yeah. with water um, and that are painted white, so it looks like we're drinking milk on stage. Hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. It's a it's a Christmas tour in the winter, but it's still outside, so it's cold as shit. <laughs> but the milk will stay fresh. There we yeah. go. You drink think... eggnog in the December shows. Yeah, yeah. Eggnog to the gig. Well, I'm trying to. Wow. Have we seen anything weirder than that? I like a gig, like someone mm, like drinking maybe. milk. <laughs> Weird shit at the gig. And we've seen uh, kids do whippets. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, dude, dude, I played with like a jam band, out. and they had like an entire nitrous tank, and they kept handing no! balloons out to everybody. Yo, uh, like Grateful, Grateful Dead was here like three weeks ago, and I went to the emo night that was happening like right across the street from the Grateful Dead. And uh, we didn't know that that had happened. So we were walking and all these people were wearing tie dye shirts and Grateful Dead shirts and had nitrous balloons and like just inhaling them. And I, I heard one guy be like, oh, we got to get away from all these nitrous freaks. And then I was like, what? And we walked around the corner and this dude takes like a big inhale of nitrous and goes, do you know all the answers? Do. <laughs> Wait, is this like a thing? Are, are deadheads? Like, yeah, dude. Really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deadheads yeah. Love it's, not yeah. it's not just deadheads. It's not just deadheads. Not just dead. Like, just jam bands in jam general? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wait, why does, does that specific, why does inhalants enhance jam bands? I don't know, but here's the monotonous because it's efficient, baby. But when when I when I got home, inefficient. When I got home, pretty cheap. cheap. Look, that whole not like whippets are not like poppers. Whippets last, yeah, like a minute. I've never done one. I don't know neither. I'm gonna say though, like. I've only, I also don't like maybe jam bands. Be talking about yeah. that. All, I, all I've mind. seen is people <laughs> oh, okay. who like open up their passenger door and it's just empty canisters on the floor and I have to like scoot through them. That's all. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit. Like I've had friends that like they That's were scary. doing it in the room all night long and then you that go and then you scary. look in the morning and it's just like empty canisters all over the bed and I'm like, yeah, it's so bad for you. It's so bad for you. Look, yeah. after after that Grateful Dead show, I came home the next morning and I, I was I was about to walk into our apartment and I saw our upstairs neighbor 
And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, oh, I saw the Grateful Dead last night. <laughs> oh. Of course he did. Oh. And Ken, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's like, he's probably about 60. Uh, and he yeah. talked my ear off for like 30 minutes while we were running late to the gig. <laughs> yeah, we have lovely neighbors here in Chicago because we have a shared apartment. And Kent is a blessing. Um, he yeah. is our elderly grandpa upstairs. Yeah. Um, he said he would give us some bongs and grinders. So I need to go get really? those from him. Yeah. He said he doesn't do any drugs anymore, but he does do ketamine once a month. Uh, prescribed like a by a doctor. Yeah. Dude, I was actually, honestly thinking about looking into it. Like they, they actually have apps for that now that like they'll set you up. <laughs> like cat apps. I would fucking what? They have cat like, apps. Yeah, they do. They have like an app. That's it's crazy. Like, yeah, like they'll set you know like those different. It's it's almost like BetterHelp. You know what I mean? Like it's like the oh, online. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but for BetterHelp, but for drugs. Yeah. BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Yeah, that's good, dude. <laughs> that is good. But yeah, I guess like they call you. Me trying to act like I haven't fully looked into this, but like they like like it's totally they, hypothetical. They, they send you the ketamine. I've never actually done this, but they send you the ketamine, I guess. And then you like get on the app and someone's live with you and like you take it and then they like do like a guided meditation Aww. like therapy session for like an hour while you're fucking tripping balls, essentially. And it's just like a, a like a facilitated K-hole that's supposed to like just kind of reset you. I think there's probably something to it, honestly, because like I've back in the day, I, w- I used to like fuck around with psychedelics and stuff. Yeah, when I was when I was a lot younger, and I remember like the intense ones, like the day after, you're just like ego is just gone. You're just like, oh wow, life is good, dude. Like you're not high, but you're like, life's pretty cool yeah. actually. Like your ego, like you get that afterglow. Exactly, exactly. And I guess like yeah. that's the theory behind the ketamine. It's like it it completely just rips you away from your ego, and like that time away from it is like therapeutic when you when you like naturally come back into yourself, you have like a different perspective and it doesn't last obviously, you know what I mean? You have to like maintain it, but yeah. I don't know. Kind of like shrooms. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I always feel like the three times that I've done shrooms felt like very like, like, Oh, I can fix this. Like I, I can like change myself and make new choices. And for the most part, like I've made those, like, like those changes afterwards. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's definitely I don't know. I I've never been the type though to like be like a a a lifetime psychedelic adventurer though. Like some people they just like, hey, two weeks yeah. to their own, but they mm-hmm. just like are constantly tripping balls. I'm just like, dude, how do you do this? Like, yeah, I knew somebody in high school that I heard they, they went like two weeks straight and every day they were popping tabs of lsd oh my god like, you're in high school wait like, who's that do some homework. We, actually, we can't dox them on the internet no, no. we can't we can't <laughs> didn't they internet. lose their mind like i've heard about this kid didn't they like like break that, that might we be all a have rumor a like that, like. but like at at the same time if you if you do acid every day for two weeks straight you might break yeah you I could. feel like you just wouldn't feel anything at a certain point. Well, I mean, if you keep upping the dose, unless you're doing you twice do. as much every time, like I'm guessing. I mean, if they had enough on them to be able to do it, 
every day for a couple weeks, then they then they definitely had enough to go, okay, this isn't doing anything for me today. Let me just grab a little bit more from my stash. Were they tripping yeah. at school? <laughs> uh, I don't think they went to school for that time. Oh. <laughs> anyway, cool. I think I did know somebody who tripped at school, though. Yeah, I think they were... Yeah. Yeah, I do know somebody that, who did that. That seems like a horrible idea. It I would not want to trip idea. at school. I've been high at school before, but no, ne- never anything like that. I was just stoked yeah. about learning. You kids and your drugs, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't do drugs in high school, so... I, I, I thought learning was really... cool for a while, and then I got really burnt out on it, and so I dropped out of college. That You know, that reminds me a lot of a song that we put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one? Uh, it's called... Um, I'm sad and want to go home. It just came out recently. We had to change the title. Um, but we do have another song coming out soon, which is kind of wild. Yeah. I don't know that when this episode's going to come out. Yeah, when, when, October the, 15th. Oh, yeah, this won't be out yet. I'll put it out. Uh, I've been kind of backlogging a fuck ton. So by the time oh, this is out, yeah. your song will be out. So let's feel free to just kind of give me the spiel about, and then we'll probably wrap it up. Cause my okay. cats are getting hungry, but I want to hear about this song before, uh, before I let you guys go. Oh uh, yeah. But we got two cool songs in addition to the one cool song we already put out. Um, and they're good too. I'm really nervous to see how people will receive them because they're kind of sonically different from one another, but it's kind of a generalization of what the new vibe of Arcadia seems like it's going to be. So, and I sure hope they like it because it's well. I mean, if they don't fuck them, honestly, we'll just get the fans. Yeah, Um, I guess we'll just change our personalities again. I feel like the songs are too good to not like. So, that's checkmate, audience. Checkmate. That's a good. I mean, people have been really. Yeah, people have been really loving the first one, and I feel like if you like the first one, you will like the other two. Yeah, so the the first one is definitely the weaker of the three. Yeah, so I wouldn't say that. I don't know if it's weaker. It's just yeah. the most similar to what we were already doing. Yeah, so shirts versus skins is like we weren't pushing our boundaries as much. Yeah, yeah, that one's like the closest to like K code. Like we bring like there's that build which is like very much something in line that we did a lot of in like K code and our other songs and um it just has the most like skate punk like emo esque energy. But like this next song we're releasing, Dog Days, is like like really like one of the slower songs we've released in a long time uh but like it builds you know like it, it it's really good <laughs> um it has it's probably the, the yeah it's a slow it pro- song that like does deserves its runtime for sure yeah. yeah it uh it, it it has probably one of the best endings that i think we've ever written or yeah uh because i, like I will phrase, uh deserves its runtime by the way yeah like I don't have any songs like under three and a half minutes. Like that's like an interlude almost. <laughs> like I'm I'm like trying to get people to listen to a single that's like almost five minutes long, and like the second single is like close to six. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to think of a phrase to make people realize like it's, it's it they build and they change and like parts mm-hmm. don't repeat. Yeah. Now yeah. here's the move: you just break it down into like micro songs, call it an <laughs> EP. You have a Joyce Manor LP. Yeah, there you go. And that's the thing is like. We've we've never really liked long songs, and the uh, Dog Days isn't that like as a band we don't really like playing long songs. 
Um, Cooper loves long songs. No, I, I think people just don't song. like... I love listening to long songs, and I, I could definitely play a long song if we wrote one, but I don't think uh, longer songs tend to fit super well into our shows, especially since a lot of the shows we play, we only get like half an hour to play. So yeah. I like long songs, but I don't think long songs aid well to the music we're making. Yeah, we songs are short. Yeah, well, we kind of yeah. like made a rule like going into like our newer stuff and being like no longer than four minutes at the most. Two to three is the best for us. And Hydroflask, I think, is the longest out of the three, or not Hydroflask, Dog Days is the longest out of the three songs we are releasing. Um, and again, it, it deserves its runtime. Uh, and boy, oh boy, will it make you cry. Can I get you to consider changing the title to Hydroflask Full of Milk? <laughs> oh, man, I... It's already unironically considering unuploading it for that. If I didn't just submit it to like playlist, we would definitely change it. Actually, all the songs will be out by then, but uh, all the songs. Our PR agent would fucking murder us if we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we named all the songs after Diver Wimpy Kid references, though, so that's nice. We did. We did do that. (laughs) We did do that. Shout out to what's that guy's name? Jeff Kinney. Roderick. <laughs> Roderick. Yep, Roderick. that's the one. If Shout it wasn't to for Kinney. Loaded Diaper, Arcadia Gray would never exist. Unironic. <laughs> true. One of our main inspirations. Well, like, Heather Hills is my favorite song that we recorded. So. It's so good. It. Yeah. Uh, I barely wrote that song. Like, Mod wrote, like, most of... Uh, not most, but, like, a good portion of the lyrics. I'm and so I wrote the riff. that song to come out. But y'all wrote all the like y'all like put the riffs together. That's like probably the most collaborative song we've written. Yeah, Heather Hills. The um, ending is yeah. fucking absurd in a good way. Yeah, these will these will all be out in um in like middle October. Yeah, yeah so we're, yeah, these, yeah, are, we're releasing. these are all going to be out before we hit the road, which we should also probably talk about that before we go. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we are playing that one like cool tour with Guitar Fight from Fullert Coolert. Um, Fullert Coolert. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming that's what cool, Fully Cooly is short for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going going a little east coast, and then we're kind of coming back, and we're going a little south too, just like yeah. a little bit. They're like a mix of the fall of Troy meets like American football. Like yeah, I think I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear a lot of the fall of Troy, like especially like early Dob- like doppelganger fall of Troy. Like mm-hmm. in the like the way they play their guitars and stuff. Like tell they're them fucking... to, like oh I was sorry. I wanna like we were gonna have them on the podcast and then I kept having like work related issues and then I think they just forgot one time. Like we had like mm-hmm. two, three different dates that they were gonna come on the podcast and so we just fumbled the ball. So tell them Let's I still see. want them on. Oh yeah. they're <laughs> oh, a very sick not. band. It's Here, hilarious. Let me give you let me give you the cities. If you live in Oklahoma City, Denton, Texas. Boone or Charlotte, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Detroit, or Chicago. Come see us on tour. Oh, yeah. We also have an indie show. uh, Or I guess Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Yes. You won't get to see Mod, but you'll see the rest of us. I probably will not be there. (laughs) And we will play XJ9. Or not. XJ9 will be on the set list. Oh god. Have fun with that. <laughs> um we have been having fun with XJ9 recently. 
in some of our practices. We've been having at the a Manny time. Blue show. At the Manny Blue show. Manny Blue did you guys really play XJ and I at the Manny Blue show. We did. Yeah. Shout out to Manny the Blue. Eight, the uh, eight people who came. Yeah. We played a show with a country punk. Um from Quebec. From Quebec who Quebec. moved to Nashville. Who um, had like the most realist fake southern accent. <laughs> Ew. To be fair, it's not like the hardest accent to get down. No, but it was just like I like believed that he was from Nashville, and then we were like, "Where are you from?" And he went Quebec, and I was like, "What?" Quebec. Quebec. It'd be really band... funny though if he like uh, just in the middle of a song, just transitioned from the the Western Southern accent right back into the the Quebec. French, like the French Canadian Quebec accent. Canadian accent, yeah. Just like seamlessly transition into that. That's well, the hey. next album for Manny Blue. You're welcome, Manny Blue. Putting you <laughs> on the charts. Yeah, I hear the next Weezer album's called uh, Kid B, is what I heard. Oh, yeah. Excited for that one. I actually thought it was actually, called Genesis Code. No, it's going to be a pool shaped moon. It's called The <laughs> Matrix 4. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that just a pool? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a moon-shaped pool? Just a pool? Yeah. Aren't we all just pools? All right, we're gonna leave it yeah, at that. And with that, we're all just pools. We're all just yeah. pools, but not right. not in pools. Fuck that. On the guy. count of three, we all say we're all just pools. One, two. Three. We're, we're all wolves. Wow. Wow. Well, thank oh. you for pooling with us today. Oh yeah, I like I like stuff. fooling with you, motherfuckers. It's good times. Oh, tell people where Very they can find fun. your music and all that shit real quick, and then I'll. Yo, wouldn't it be crazy if we were on Spotify as well as you know Apple Music and other platforms? And then we had like social media with like Arcadia underscore Gray. That'd be kind of mm. wild, wouldn't it? We also like yeah. have a band camp. Too. And we have a Facebook. You can listen no, to remember. us on Deezer. No. You can Title? find us hiding under your bed. We're on Crunchyroll. <laughs> I'll be in your dreams. All right. Uh, yeah, we've, got, you... we've, got, we've got the Fortnite set, and then we have the dream set the next day. Um, the next time, the next time you walk in a room and something, something is in a place when you thought it was in another place, and you're like, oh, I just must have misremembered. No, it was us. <laughs> the baby hearing? Uh, you're not crazy. Are you missing your left sock? Please stream our song to re- <laughs> to get it back. <laughs> no, you didn't uh, leave the faucet running. Obviously, okay. that was me. If you really love Jesus, you won't scroll right past this post. <laughs> You'll share. That's my favorite. You really or- love Jesus. <laughs> stream my music. Katie Gray saves time. your soul. And there's the episode, everybody. Um, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the podcast on social media so you don't miss any episodes. At invite the neighbors pod. Um, Instagram is the main one we use. And also, be sure to go to Spotify and click the follow button. 
so that you get automatically get our new episodes on your feed and uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts if that's what you use. It really helps us become more visible to other music podcast listeners. So if you could do those things for me, it would uh, that would be like your end of the transaction. You know, I, I create the podcast, I give you an hour's worth of entertainment, and then you help me out by doing that. And I think that's fair. All right, thank you for listening. I love you um, platonically and share this with uh, your grandma. All right, bye.